1: Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Hope this finds you doing well on a Balls McWednesday. I'm Jeff, that's Tom, there's Director Matthew. You guys are you, you're driving around listening on 93.3 or you're watching, maybe you're skipping out on work, I don't know. If you're watching on War Chant TV, make sure you like and subscribe and share and celebrate the Jeff Cameron show on War Chan TV well busy week continues that's a disappointing ending to what was a fun game to watch huh oh no the lightning game was uh, an easy victory for the Bolts we'll get to that later but uh, no
0: the uh, the baseball game buddy that uh, whoo it's a fun game it was Um, in some circumstances I felt like a bit of an experiment kind of late in the season yeah with I did some too. of the arms we threw yeah, I'm like hey so yo Yo!
1: Well, this is the problem with the format. I've told you this before. You know how I feel about this. Uh, This is these one-off Tuesdays. It's not a series. It drives me nuts.
0: But it's got nothing to do with the Gators. It has everything to do with racking up a win over an RPI opponent. And, um, you know, Ballmeister, to his credit, came out after a first pitch home run that was bombed. That was the only kid who who really did a ton of damage off of him. But um, it felt very much like a Tuesday game when, when the stakes are high. Because if you win that one now, you're really in the driver's seat to host.
1: Yeah, listen, uh, obviously you don't want to get walked off on, and if he had to do it over again, I don't believe he would have made the decision that he did. Um, Armstrong there, I mean, you know.
0: I don't know about that.
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done that.
0: No, you leave hair in there. I, I <laughs> of think. course. But I
1: think. I think you do too. But I don't want to play results. That's the hardest thing. I mean, you know, that was the
0: first guess. I'm I, sure you were too. Oh like, whoa, yeah, whoa. Yeah, I, yeah. I get the lefty lefty thing. Well, but,
1: yeah. he was trying to play the lefty lefty odds. And
0: but if you've got that kind of off speed stuff to the other side of the plate, that's that's why you're in the role. Like that's why you you might well, be the newly imbued uh, closer. Yeah. Of the team. I uh, it's you
1: know. you know and I love him. Um, that's that's the thing. I, I he's a a very good player and uh has been really really uh reliable and if you leave him in there to start the ninth and you get those first two outs like that i just don't a a single doesn't scare me away from him i keep him in yeah a hundred percent um you know when you go to andrew armstrong there it's it's you don't expect him to kill. like who I thought in thing. what spot? But that was a bomb. That was not cheated. I'm like, can you serve that up any better, sir? My God, that belt high, get you some.
0: Well, the magic number remains at four. Not that the you know you couldn't guarantee when it's a tie ball game, but I, I think you could pretty well feel good about your chances of going into the tenth inning. That's that's what hurts in that situation. Let's hope that in regional play, roles are carved out, and we're not saying who. In what spot? Didn't you think that, I, and this is so interesting for me, uh,
1: Scolaro is an interesting player in a lot of ways. Um, so there's no way to ignore the four and a third with seven Ks of, uh, what was it, uh, two two hits, three hits? Something. Yeah, it's two. Yeah, there's no way to ignore that the line that he produced is good. But, you know, you don't have to it can give up the inherited runners as easily no, this is this, this is who he is
0: this is again again you know I, I thought they were living and dying by advanced numbers here this this reeks of gut and not advanced numbers because I would be certain without looking at it admittedly i don't have them in front of me that bringing him in in a high leverage situation is not as easy for Jonah as starting a starting, game or starting an inning clean. I think it's true of any pitcher for the most part. Uh, but with stuff that he has, I mean, uh, it's frustrating. It's fr- you are right for it. If you look at it and you say it's four plus K's innings, four whatever it is.
1: Well, but I'll, I'll, let me let me push back a little. I, I I see both sides of this one with the Scolaro situation. He ha- he can strike people out. I mean, obviously he had seven Ks and four yep. innings. You're, you're trying to miss bats there. He's thinking he's going to get a strikeout. It, I, I can live with that. It didn't work out. I mean, you,
0: you. The previous start against Florida, and I'm talking specifically about the Florida Tuesday series. He was excellent. He was as nails as a. You know, it's yeah. almost like he was um, what do they call it? an opener? Like what the Rays would use, right? Yeah. You, you are yeah, yeah, not yeah, expecting yeah. him to go seven, but get us into the third, get us get into, us into two the two fourth, three, do what yeah. you're supposed to do, and that was more about balls put in play and letting the defense go work. It's just. I thought by now, and and I understand some guys were not available. Like Dunn, clearly couldn't be available. Could be he threw available. five innings on Sunday. And and Crowell got, apparently was not available last and that's night. That's
1: where that's where you really get robbed of the true, uh, series and 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 to the the bench and the depth of your rotation and the depth of your your bullpen. Like the series, I, I'm a broken record and I'm very aware of it. That's why I'm stuttering through th- stuttering through this. I hate these singular one offs. That the series deserves to be played at a high intensity level with all men available. That you ought to play this series. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four in a row like they used to do it. My one versus year one, my two versus year two, my three versus year three. We'll put it together in game four like we used to, and I see the depth of my bench and the depth of your bench, and I find out what we are and what you are, and we all walk out of there knowing through four games these two teams thoroughly tested in a way that's befitting the rivalry.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that point, but this is—I'm not even looking at it as a game against I'm just, Florida. I'm looking at it as an RBI opportunity, at, but I'm saying, and I'm a saying, critical one that you—you you don't. Yeah. Why be flippant? It feel it felt flippant with a well, couple.
1: Well, he would argue. I don't know, but he would argue. Look, I just wanted lefty on lefty. I felt good about what he brought to the table. Now, uh, you know, I mean, when you see the ball hit 500 feet, you probably think, well, oops. I get lefty on lefty.
0: Like I can understand that argument. It's just. You know, I don't think Davis was showing signs at 32 pitches of, of wearing down.
1: I wouldn't have done it either. I agree with you. I wouldn't have done it. But it is so easy to play results there. It is. you know. But you just but have, to, you w- have to trust on my that honor, we're telling the truth. On yeah. my honor. I'm going, what? I know. I know. Um, I think the other thing, and, and this is true of baseball in general, it never happens if you're not Two of nine with runners in scoring position, and I'm not mad about that. That's baseball. You know, people always say, like, well, you got to come up with the big hits. Well, they're trying to come up with the big hits, and sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you square it up, and it's right at some son of a bitch, and you couldn't hit the ball any harder than you did. Other times, a guy gets completely fooled, is way out in front, screws himself into the ground, hits it off the end of the bat, and it drops in 3 runs score. I mean, it's just bizarre. Right.
0: I think also, if you're going to play the um – uh, the Zen master role here. Mm. You're not going to be put in this position where your, your your staff is spent unless you go the distance in a regional. Like, you're not going to be in this you're position again. You're not going to see this again. Right. I just wish that, you know, that was a, an opportunity that we could have capitalized on. I'm not even mad about the, the game being tied 5-all either. You know, you've gotten to a position where I think Hare can get you the out. And unless he's looking at the dugout saying, I'm done... Go get the out. Young it's man.
1: what you can't. It, it, that's the problem with us right here today. Like you can't know. You don't know what they what they were looking at from a pitch because they're turning around and playing on Thursday.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So that is important to know. Like a lot of these decisions are based around. You're about to play a three game series against North Carolina starting
0: Thursday. Sure. So you're and it, listen. If this is the kid that you start the tenth with, that's a little bit more understandable. But yeah. he just. Hmm. I had to remember who he was because I don't see him very often. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point.
1: Well, to be sure, the the utterance Armstrong right. in households right. all around, yeah, we're mm-hmm. probably, yeah, I think that refrain. And if
0: Crowell's available, you throw him there in that situation. Of course. Surely Carson Montgomery might have been available. I mean, he didn't have that long of an outing on Sunday, so I guess not, maybe not.
1: I don't know if he was or not. Moreover if you're going to use Carson Montgomery in a significant way on Thursday,
0: right, as a closer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So again, we're getting to that place. That could
0: retroactively make me feel better, but, you know.
1: That's what we have to wait and see. Yeah. Anyhow, it's a terrible way to 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 lose the series um you, you know, two two games to one. One of these days, one of these days, I'll continue to scream it from the mountaintop. We'll get fortunate and they'll they'll do the right thing by this series and play it the way that is befitting of the two programs and a meaningful fashion, because it, it's not Sully that wanted to do away with the series the way it is. I mean, you've got you to go all the way back, and uh, I think it was Arnold who, who originally did this. Um, Joe, uh, it was Joe Arnold uh, was the coach at Florida all those moons ago when they decided uh, we don't want to play this series that way anymore. That pisses me off.
0: Uh, you got me. It's been a complaint forever. Hopefully these guys are man enough to fix it. And you know what? Why don't you do it the week of exams? Meet is all but call the ACC cowardly for not wanting midweek games or not allowing for it. Maybe it was the university. I forget. Whoever it was, he says right. you're cowards. It's exam who cares if it's exam week? There you go. Well, maybe you could find common ground with O'Sullivan to do Thursday through Sunday then. If you're having a trouble, you know, with a Tuesday on exam week then all right. Let's do Thursday to Sunday late in the season, you'll know what you are at that point. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. Yeah. And even if you just wanted to play a three-game series, like
1: give me a series, a real series over, you know, fine, maybe you don't want to play like I keep going back to what I used to witness, and really had the the, the lucky um, break of breaking into media at the time that I did, and I got to work color with Lee Bowen for a couple of series, and, and one of them was the the great Florida State Florida series, a uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, many many moons ago now. Uh, may he rest in peace. But. Uh, that was, the intensity was incredible. It was so much fun. But I get that you're probably never going to go back to a four-game series the way it used to be. Fine, give me a three-game series where I can see ace versus ace, two versus two, three versus three. Let's go. Give me Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just yeah. alternate each year where it's where it's played.
0: Also, one of the minor plays of the game that really frustrated me is uh, just, I don't know if you believe this as well, but base running-wise, it's the fly ball to right, the kid catches, and the gate goes open. Mm-hmm. I think we might be able to score even tagging on that play. (laughs) Why is he, I mean, where was he? At third base? And why do you need to be there? Because if that ball drops, even if you're close to second, even if you're outright tagging at second, you're going to score because it's going to rattle around in the corner. Mm. And we didn't advance a base in that situation. Uh, Again, little details. We'll be talking about them a lot more fervently if that costs you a regional or a chance to advance in a super, but... That was a bit of a frustrating move because I don't understand why you would be more than any, you know halfway off in that in that moment. I'm ready.
1: Uh, I'm ready for the postseason to begin. I'm ready for this se- series against North Carolina to begin, but I'm ready for the postseason to begin. I think I think I got a feel for what they are flaws, warts, and all, strengths as well.
0: Nice to see Tibbs hit another gorgeous Man, home run. To I'm right.
1: telling you, that kid is a superstar. Do you know how good that kid's going to be by the time he walks from here? That's as swing, long as we
0: pay him to stay.
1: Well, that swing. The From the first time I ever saw it, and in again last night, you can bet I watched that slow motion over and over and over again because there is no wasted motion. It is a glorious swing. Uh, it's a professional swing. Every time you see it, you're like, look at that. My God, that is a perfect swing. Um, that kid's a beast. And But, you know, I mean, baseball's so weird that I get careful. I mean, Conforto had probably one of the greatest swings I've ever seen as well. And is he in the league?
0: He's uh hurt, yeah.
1: I don't know if he'll ever make it back to the bigs. He may or may not. I mean, he
0: was a budding hero in the World Series. He would have been
1: Conforto, though. If you think about how little movement there is, how beautiful it is, power Mm -hmm. to all fields.
0: Uh, He he developed a loop later. Oh well, no, because he got domed. Well,
1: he was broken. I'm saying when he first, when we first saw Conforto, Conforto, I remember thinking, oh my God, that's a look at that guy. He's so still. Everything he, is so
0: still. Was it two bombs in one game in the World Series? Yeah, he,
1: well, yeah. and he just was beautiful. He let the ball travel. Yep. Uh, he you know, He'd he tr- go to left he, center well, with he power. Trusted, he trusted everything. Yeah, you he know? let it get late in the zone. So when yeah. you, you see these guys and you're like, oh, man, that's, that's what you would ideally teach. That's Tibbs. Every time I see him, well, that's, yep. It, it certainly helps that he swings it from that side. You rarely say it about a righty
0: rarely there are some there are Maybe some
1: yeah. Edgar yeah. Martinez back in the day had the same swing uh from the right side it was it was simply gorgeous
0: He wasn't any Ken Griffey Jr from the right side in terms of aesthetics but I I always just loved Moises Alou Moises Alou was just he would yeah. hack at it and it was always on the ball barrel the ball
1: Yeah he brought the handle yep. uh but mm-hmm. I would say that from the right side, the the kind of aesthetically pleasing swings that are usually reserved described for lefties, which, again, you hit the nail on the head just noting King Griffey Jr., which had the most fluid, beautiful swing uh, north of Darryl Strawberry. One of the icons of my childhood. Well, yeah. Darryl Strawberry was uh, insane watching him swing a bat. Not uh, one of the icons no, of my childhood uh, no. for my time. Uh, but uh, I, watched, I watched Straw uh, swing it when he first came in the league, and I thought, well, look at that. That is effortless. It's a flick, and it it's so fluid and beautiful. But from the right side, you rarely see it. I don't know. I'm going down memory lane here. Uh, I do want to talk about the transfer portal, so let's do it next. I know what? We, we do it on a daily basis around here, uh, but there's a reason this time around. I don't want to answer a question. Chef Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Ah, the great replacement. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. On a Balls McWednesday, a couple things to address that you guys have asked about, so I want to get to them, and after all, this is the time of year where it's uh, best and fun to answer questions, Um, so so getting back to this, uh, first of all, the Winston Wright, let's start with Winston Wright, and then I'll get into Transfer Portal stuff, Uh, people want updates on Winston Wright, and uh, so it is, Uh, he apparently, and this is really good news, just from a personal standpoint. I I don't know Winston Wright, the man, but anybody who gets into a car accident, you want them to be um, on the road to recovery as quickly as possible, obviously. And to hear that his rehab is going exceptionally well, uh, GeneWilliams.com, Warchant.com posted an update on the boards uh, today and noted that, um, you know, the stuff we heard, all of us, anybody on the beat about that car accident uh, was minimal. We, we didn't hear a lot because, and I think Norvell does a very good job with this, he respects people's uh, medical status. He's not going to get a lot of information out there uh, for people that are injured, no matter how they're injured. He he, he respects it. Uh, that's a personal matter and he doesn't really bring it up unless it's been okayed by the young man, his family, whatever it might be, um, or if the information is ra- readily available. He'll address it only after everybody has talked and, and, and is comfortable with it. So we just didn't know a lot about the severity. We had heard it was really bad um, and and that he we know he was required to have surgery. So if you hear surgery and you think about the time of year that the injury happened, um, you're kind of thinking to yourself, it might be safe to assume we're not going to get a lot out of Winston Wright this year and I think most of us have thought that we didn't know for sure and nobody said that but we kind of thought seems unlikely you know he's a transfer to begin with he really got precious little time on the field in spring before the accident so in fact I don't ever remember seeing him catch a football in practice. I was at those practices. I saw him uh, dressed, but I don't remember saying, oh, that's that's Winston Wright, nice catch. I don't remember that at all. Uh,
0: I don't think it team drills. No, he, I don't think he, so. he might have in those individual breakout work
1: right. sessions, but that was it. So we didn't get to see him in those uh, team drills, and, and so I just thought, well, you got a new player, a new offense, doesn't really get to participate in spring. Yes, he's an experienced player, the most proven of the receiving core, uh, and that's why it was such a big get uh, to have a guy that's done it in the Power Five. You could turn on the tape and watch him succeeding against high-level competition like the competition he'll face here. You thought, oh, that's a huge get for Florida State in the portal. That's that guy that's a plug-and-play guy. And then to have that happen is just more bad luck. And, and it seems like in addition to some missteps, they've been really unfortunate when it comes to luck, Florida State that is, Mike Norvell and staff. Um, But now you hear that the rehab is going along nicely, and of course, Winston himself is is throwing out optimistic tweets. You see his tweets. He's talking about money here and stuff like that and putting highlight reels up. So he must think he's going to play this year, clearly. But what we know is that while the rehab has gone very well and he seems to be progressing very nicely, we don't know what the timetable is specifically on the return. There's a thought that maybe he'd be ready to play midseason. We don't know. That if things continue to go exceedingly well, who knows, could be sooner. So if you're him, you're kind of considering a couple of things. He clearly wants to play in the NFL. And he considers this, he's tweeted it out himself, money year. He considers this to be a money year. All right, well, where do you draw the line? If during the the rehab process, the doctors tell you you're not going to be cleared to play until week seven, and I don't know this, this, I'm saying, where would you draw the line? Would you come back and play five games? Is that enough, do you think? Indoctrinate yourself in the offense, learn it, come out, hit the ground running week six, week seven, week, week, or would you say, you know what, let's get in the best shape possible, Let's let's wait a year. Well,
0: what's interesting is, and this is the COVID eligibility stuff, that just it, it won't go away for another few years until you purge it through a cycle, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he's technically a redshirt junior. So I, I thought when he came on campus, he was another one I thought was just a one-year rental-type player. Right, I, right. I know that's his goal. That's ultimately his goal. But I, I think that answers the question of where would you draw the line in a better way for this season for Florida State. So it's like you can only play five games – if you haven't done enough, you still have another year if you need it. Yeah. It's not like yeah. you're going to spend it and then that's it. Yeah, that's at fair. At the five-game count. I, I just,
1: sometimes, though, because of the age factor, kids are hell-bent on, okay, this is when I have to leave. Sure. You sure. Know, this is when I'll have the most leverage. Um, so, I, I don't know. I Listen, the bottom line is I want him to be healthy. I hope he's okay. It sounds like he's doing great. And you know what? Selfishly, let's hope this rehab continues to kick ass and all of a sudden we get an infusion of good news for once, and all of a sudden, weeks from now, we hear, hey, he may be ready to go by LSU. All right, wouldn't that be great for him, for us, and everybody involved? And I'm not saying the kid's Randy Moss, but I'm saying there's a lot of experience there and a guy that can certainly help upgrade this receiving core, which is lacking. Lacking. I mean, there's just no other way of saying it. It's lacking. It's not a good receiving core. It was arguably the worst in the ACC last
0: year. He was also the answer for you at kick returner. Now, I don't know if this injury would make his camp say, yo, no. If we're going to go down, we're going to go down catching a pass, not catching (laughs) a kickoff and running it back. Uh, But, you know, when you brought these two in, and I know it was four receiver transfers that came in, but when you brought Pittman in and Winston Wright in, you thought Pittman's my punt returner, Winston Wright's my kick returner. We automatically just got better in those two particular phases of special teams. So we'll see. We'll see what he's able to do. But, yeah, I mean, it's great to hear that there's good news rather than we still don't know. It's nice. Yeah.
1: Um, the The other thing here is, uh, and by the way, uh, I'll answer this just because it's, it's fun. No matter how many times it comes up, I always bring it up, point this out. There's no quarterback for them to go get, David. Yes, if Jordan Travis gets hurt, they're going to have a losing record. I agree. Who were they going to get? There was nobody to go get. You couldn't go get Caleb Williams. He was going to USC with Lincoln Riley and a lot of money. Good luck. Who were you going to go get that it was appreciably better and available? There isn't. So you're stuck. Now they did go recruit a quarterback. He's on campus. He participated in spring. Look good. Duffy looks like he's going to be a player.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But Probably in I a mean, year or so. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's that's what you're waiting on. I mean, what what can you do now? If you say, you know, at the end of this year, do we need to go get somebody in the transfer portal? Well, we'll see who's available. Let's find out who's out there.
0: Right, and it's not unique to Florida State. You know, we're panicking here because we understand. I think these questions come out of uh, a general understanding that this is a critical year. You got to get this one right. But I mean, if Malik Cunningham goes down for Louisville, are they going to be screwed? Probably. Yes. Most teams if Devin who Leary lose their starting down. quarterback <laughs> yeah. for yeah. the year yeah. are screwed. We saw what Boston College was offensively with Dracovic hurt. They weren't yeah. much more even when he came back, but you know what? If he goes down, they're in real trouble. Anybody in our division, except for maybe Clemson. If DJ went down last year, they would have been about the same, scoring nothing. But, you know. I think,
1: um, I, I, I think the frustration boils over and you just feel like with all of the transfer portal news that is out there on a daily basis, that if you're not I guess, filling every possible need with elite-level talent that you see going elsewhere. The thought is that we're not doing enough, but the truth is, for what is available, Florida State brought in 10 guys. Eight of those guys are going to play either as starters or major snaps for this team this year, and they are all, we think, for the most part, upgrades. Tatum Bethune is going to start at linebacker. He is an immense upgrade from any linebacker you have in the program. That's a great get. Okay, let's just, we can go through this. Go through the p- Micah Pittman is if he's not starting, he's still repping a, a ton of snaps. Oh, yeah. he's I think he's got to start. be starting. Yeah, yeah, he's a huge upgrade. He's a big deal. You can keep going down this list. We Again, Trey Benson's probably going to be your starting running back. Probably, I think. Certainly going to warrant a ton of snaps. These are all guys they got to fulfill these roles, and they hit on. They hit on these guys. We just watched them. They're good players. It's exciting. Now, Jared Verst is not going to be as good as Jermaine Johnson, but everybody wanted Jared Verse, and his upside is huge, and maybe in two years we're talking about him as a first-round draft pick or a second-round draft pick, whatever. So that was a big get. We can keep going. These are big gets. They've done exceptionally well in that regard. The high-profile stud quarterbacks that you'd want to bring in, let's be frank, part of the problem is the predicament Florida State finds themselves in. You're not going to get Caleb Williams or whomever you want to name that you think is on that level. Nobody's on that kid's level. But if you you, you want to name somebody that's akin to that, that's a a plug-and-play starting quarterback, right? Well, Which of those kids are excited to come play behind this offensive line? Which of those kids are like, yeah, let me pick Florida State who hasn't had a winning season in four years? Man, we're not on the map.
0: That's why I was impressive in its own right that you were able to land as many receivers as we did. Because if I'm a receiver and I'm looking for landing spots, I understand that there are snaps to be had at Florida State. I'm looking at the offense and I'm saying –
1: I don't know. I'm looking at the quarterback who's yet to prove to me that he can throw in rhythm in a drop-back pass game. And if he can, can they protect him? Like I, If I'm a receiver right. or a quarterback and I'm looking at that situation, I'm like, man, in, I
0: don't know. In a year or three, yeah, yeah, you could see it. That offensive line class is coming in, impressive. Duffy looks like a good player. Parson behind him as long mm-hmm. as he signs. Okay, it looks like you've got the makings of, if I'm a receiver, an attractive landing spot in the near future. But this particular season, yeah. it's a leap of faith. Winston Wright took a leap of faith. So did Pittman. I understand that the opportunity is there. Also,
1: but those two kids, and let's be honest about what we're you know talking about here, those two kids aren't like the creme de la creme of available receivers. Yeah, correct. I mean, yeah. It wasn't like we were grabbing the best three or four receivers or choosing from them. I mean, we had to get kids who were a tier below who can
0: really help us. Right. They're still impressive, though, because... yeah. I don't know what we offer. If you're just looking at the tape, I get the brand. I get all that stuff. But we haven't been relevant in college football in years. In years. More than a handful now. Yeah, And this offensive line's bad. The quarterback is a question mark as a passer. So if I'm a receiver, yeah, I'm not- <laughs> I, I've got to hear a hell of a pitch from the coaching staff to say, you know what? Okay, I believe you. I'm going to go down to Tallahassee. And they were able to do it four times over.
1: Yeah, uh, yes, I mean I, I'm willing to go there with you to some extent. I mean look, a couple of those receivers they got, who was really who were they competing with? I mean, I'm not sure that they were competing with
0: I hear you. It's uh, Johnny this- Wilson. It's the, it's the outline of Johnny. Do span's a project. I yeah, got Deuce that. Deuce
1: span's a project. Nobody was breaking down the door for an Illinois receiver with five receptions. So it didn't matter. You weren't going to have to worry about competing for anybody there. And, and Johnny's what he is. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Now, listen, I, I can see that Johnny Wilson could turn out to be a huge plus for you before it's all said and done. He could. He may also just be an average-ass player who drops too many passes. Very well could be that, too.
0: Wait a minute, though. An average-ass player at that size who drops too many passes is still an upgrade. Because in the grand scheme, like you're talking about in the offensive line, of butt-ass average or ass sorry, mm -hmm. the receivers are worse than ass sorry. So if you get an average-ass receiver that's 6'7", all right, that is a market upgrade.
1: Nicely done. Yeah, let's hope he's that. Um, I hope so. I, I I didn't see enough in spring to make the leap that my cohorts at Warchant.com want to make. I love everybody, and we can agree to disagree on this one. I didn't see much from him. Um, he might turn into a player though, because I I mean you can't teach that size. You're right about that. If you're gonna take a chance on somebody, you take a chance on six seven that can high point. You know, all right. I got gotcha. you. He doesn't
0: have to go in the first round. He no, doesn't no, have, no, he no, don't no, have to no. be drafted be at good, all. He could just be a yeah. good
1: college football player. Right. 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 No, 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 no. He could just be a good college football player, and that would help us. I mean, <laughs> it's whenever we get into these discussions about transfer portal and where the program's at and what has to happen, uh, I get riled up for a couple of reasons because it is a reminder of the dearth of talent that we have on campus at playing football It relative to elite level football. It drives me nuts to sit here and think that that's the best we're going to do, that you're going to bring in at Florida State that guy, okay? I mean, I'm not even trying to rip that guy. I'm not. I'm just saying that, like, those are the guys you're choosing from right now because you can't do much better. And it just it eats at me that, that we're still having this conversation. The receivers have been sorry as hell for some time now.
0: Also, I know that this is a, a touchy subject for the Knoll card, but in the grand scheme of the program's history, for as you know, productive as it's been, it really has never been on the level of defensive line or linebacker oh, or, right. or defensive, no, defensive back line or,
1: or, or all time great. Yeah. Right? No, no. We see, no, we, receivers have been like
0: okay, you know, you have had yeah. a stud here or there. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. The Peter works of the world have right. existed, yes, but it hasn't been littered. Like, say, Alabama has the last well, six years. Well, but our, in our 14-year run, it wasn't even like that. No, it wasn't. We had really good players
1: and elite-level quarterback play, and really, we were a, that was a balanced, unbelievable team uh, for 14 consecutive seasons. I mean, it was, they had a, a lot of everything. Uh, but you're right. I mean, had they not booted Randy Moss off the team... It, that would have been a conversation changer
0: <laughs> in a lot of ways. A lot of ways.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's just... It does drive me a little uh, mad just looking at the receiver room, and I'm like, golly. Uh, they, they, I have to hope. I mean, we have to still hope. It still makes you smile a little bit more than the tight end room, though. You're like, oh, oh, I don't okay. even talk about the tight end yeah, room. Yeah. I don't even talk about it. What's the point? Uh, just. But see, again, this is where we're at. This is like here you and I are talking on a Bowles Wednesday. And we're just kind of throwing out their areas of need, and we haven't even addressed this sorry-ass offensive line, and just like that, it occurs to you, offensive line's not any good, receivers lacking to say the least, you have one average tight end and a bunch of nothing behind him.
0: And yet the quarterback is able to put up high 20s and low 30s in points with that set of parameters. That's uh, that's the well, biggest compliment you could pay to Jordan Travis is, as a passer, sure, is he uneven? That's more than fair to him, I would think at this point, and mm-hmm. I think you would agree with that. <laughs> you got an O line that can't protect for you. You got receivers last year that couldn't separate. So everybody knows what's coming, and yet, and yet, yeah, he's he can make you miss. He can a engineer phone and move. get you to a place where you're scoring well, between twenty-seven and thirty-one points again, which is crazy.
1: And Atkins, uh, I would and obviously Norvell. They do a very good job of engineering a running game. Their utilization of angles and and they they find a way to create um, they overload they really do you you find they get an extra man and they make things happen um, in the run game and so they 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 figured out how to manipulate and get numbers but it's um, it's you know you're having to do these things because you just can't line up and beat people you know and and I guess you know when selfishly I I, I long for the days where I say. Well, look, I'm not, I'm not here to trick you. My receiver, you may know, very well know you you want a pattern match. Go ahead. I, he's still gonna catch it. He's still gonna catch it because he's that good. Or, I mean, the whole world knew Dalvin Cook was getting the ball. Dalvin's like, watch this. I'm gonna set you up. Set you up. Peace. And we just don't have difference makers. I guess that's what I'm getting at more than anything else. We just don't have difference makers. You don't look out there and go, that guy changes the scoreboard. That guy decides, doesn't matter that you know what I'm running. Doesn't matter that you can you call the play in advance. Yeah, if you We had, don't have any of those guys. If
0: you had to rank your top three difference makers at this point with this roster uh, on offense, it would be Jordan Travis one. Jordan Travis one with his legs. Number two, what would it be? Because I'm already leaning towards Trey Benson. It might be. Possibly. Uh, he had a
1: tremendous spring. He, he was uh, very – and that was an exciting revelation to see yep. that not only is he healthy, but that he is seemingly the guy that was originally recruited uh, by Mike Norvell. That, that he's a guy that they identified at 6'1", 215, that can really go, that runs with an edge, but also can run away from you. He was all of that in the spring, so I am excited about him. He if if he turns out to continue to develop in that way and can handle the workload, I agree with you. I'd put him at number two, and then I think at three it's Micah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, you know, Micah Pittman I think comes in and makes an immediate splash for this team. Uh, I think he probably is your best receiver day one when we go out there.
0: Yeah, unless Wright gets all of camp or something. Yeah, along I mean, those we, lines. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I think he's probably the guy, right? I think the, the biggest surprise regarding Micah was that he could make the tough catch in traffic, that he could can, he can make the contested catch. Yep. Uh, given how diminutive he is, and the first day I saw him, I thought, mm, well, okay, that's going to be
0: tough. He creates windows, he's he does. got a great understanding of how to position his body to put the quarterback in. He his body really well. Yeah.
1: Plus, he's strong, he's got a whole lot of what for, he catches everything. He really does. He's the opposite of Johnny Wilson. He catches everything. So, yeah, I think he's your, he's definitely a difference maker. Yes, yeah, those three guys. And then really you don't have anybody else.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. You just really don't Trey have – Sean's a nice player. He, and He's a know.
1: nice change-of-pace guy. Runs real hard. He plays with great heart. He has some ability. Uh, he's not an elite running back. But, you know, he, he'll help. He helps you.
0: I think the good thing is with all of these – we'll call them average players. Blowout Florida state but average ACC players at the skill positions. At least they're varied enough skill set wise that you can do different things with them. They're not all the same player. Like for example, when we were, you know, banging our head against the wall with Bobo and Kermit as the starting receivers like it's the same guy. Yeah, same and guy. And you've got Auden Tate and you've got this kid yeah, and that. Yeah, it drove me Why nuts. are we running the same guy out there? Right. At least Johnny Wilson, if he's going to be an average player, is a huge dude. And Ja'Kai Douglas, if he's an average player, is going to be a burner that you can match up on mm-hmm. a linebacker or something along those lines. You've got variety. Same thing in the offensive backfield, too. Trey Sean's not the same kind of player as Trey Benson. And then, you, I mean, C.J. Campbell, if he gets a war or yeah, Rodney yeah, Hiller, yeah. you've got variety there.
1: Oh, the running back room's not bad. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about rooms, the running back room's not bad. It's not you know, plus, plus we're not looking at nobody's mistaken our running back room for Alabama's. But it, it's
0: Right. So if he's got a roll, you get him yeah. seven to ten touches a game. You could have one explosive one for thirty or forty yards. Yeah, you You've got enough variety of average and a couple of difference makers. It might be enough because they had less to work with last year. Undoubtedly, they had less to work with.
1: Well, last and year. remember this, too. They'll be helped out by a couple of things that will lead directly to more points and better opportunities to win games, and that is special teams, somebody who catches the ball on punt returns. Okay, so seriously, all jokes aside, just a guy that catches the damn football will lead directly to more points per game this season. Uh, n- having to forever start inside your 20 because some dumbass lets a ball drop at the 45 and roll 25 th- to 30 yards, That that that's done. That's done, okay? So now you're done doing that. That helps. Secondarily, your defense is going to be better. Your defense is going to be pretty good. You got a chance to get some three and outs and get – field position. This is getting, going back to field position because you're better on defense and you're better in special teams. And if that's the case, you'll score more points. The offense doesn't have to you know, work miracles to go
0: 80 yards. Right. And a 60-yard drive is now a touchdown and not a 35-yard field goal or a 41-yard field goal right. that you're sweating out. Yeah, You might come away empty I mean, I
1: don't think... I mean, we could do this. We should do this, and I'm sure somebody already has and I've just blocked it out, pushed it away from my memory. But, I mean... We talk about, and they're not. The joke is they're not hidden yards; they're they're obvious. We're looking at them. We look at all these yards, so that they're costing themselves in special teams. But I can only imagine, by way of comparison to just other teams in this conference, how many points they cost themselves in field position lost. I, it's ridiculous.
0: We on had punts alone, yeah. alone. Yeah, punts alone. We had
1: to have been last ass place in the ACC. Yeah. In, in, field, in in lost field position because of a refusal
0: to catch a punt. Oh, this is the number one thing that I'm mad about from last year. Like, truly mad at the staff for is special teams was such an abject disaster that, you know, by week seven or week eight, you're still returning kicks. And it's like, okay, do you just want to continue to start your 13 yard line? Because here's what you're either yeah. going to get tackled now inside remember, the remember, 15 mm-hmm. or you're going to go out to the 27 yeah. for two yards and here's a flag. Now like,
1: the, the remember, the reason they gave that they gave for the incessant returning of kicks or the insistence i should say was that um they they, they didn't want to create a mindset of passivity right they, they didn't they wanted them to be
0: uh okay then go for it on every fourth down go for it on fourth <laughs> no, no, and 27 no, we don't no, want no. to be passive
1: no no I, you know what i'm talking because about because that's
0: yet. what it felt like the chances were to get to the 35 yard line if the kick wasn't going out of bounds yeah it felt like it was fourth and 22 yeah good luck
1: no i know no they're gonna catch them this year buddy they're going to catch these punts, and they're going to catch kickoffs, and they're going to gonna do something about it. I'm telling you, they have to. They have to. They got to win games. Man, if I was Norvell, I'd rarely sleep. I'd spend a lot of time thinking about where are the, where are the hidden yardages and moments in the yeah. game that we're, we're missing out on.
0: So was it just me, or did you hear more voices in special teams drills? I mean coaches' voices in special teams drills this spring. I thought I heard more. Maybe I'm wrong. But I thought I heard that we're, there were more coaches helping out and in individual teams. instruction during special teams. I'm not pointing at all at JP. He's a decent recruiter, and he's a good you know, defensive ends coach. Yes, he is. I'm not saying fire the dude. I'm just saying... If you're going to be that god-awful at special teams... Well, it makes no sense. They practiced it to
1: death. It was in excess that they practiced that, that special teams. That tells you how
0: little depth they have, because typically your depth shines with special teams.
1: Well, the other reason... The other reason... Well, uh, I'll get myself in trouble. Uh, yeah, they practice special teams a lot, my friend. <laughs> That, that is perhaps the most damning indictment of them being bad at special well, teams.
0: And my favorite part of the spring practices you were at is when special teams drills started, you walked well, away. I walked away. I'm done watching. It. Believe it when you see it. Kind I, of a I don't need to and watch it.
1: I watched them do it a million times last right. year. It's the same damn thing. I don't need to do it. I walked away. You're right. It was cooler on the other side of the stadium. I would just chill out. If we were at Hauser, I'd go down there. I'd gaze upon the field and think,
0: look at that new padding. You'd be like, Krista, how many periods are we running <laughs> special teams here? <laughs> That's 15 minutes? All right. Great. I got a call to make anyway. It's <laughs> the Jeff Cameron Show, 93 3 Real Talk Radio, War Chan TV.
1: Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Jeff Cameron, so 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chance TV. Three-minute segment here as I went very long searching desperately for answers that aren't on the roster. Somebody asked uh, about uh, the Texas receiver, the transfer from Alabama that was said to be going to Texas and his availability. Uh, that player is uh, is Aji uh, Hall, isn't that his name? Yeah, something. Uh, Aji okay. e. Hall, yeah. something yeah. like that. Uh, I don't know what the answer is here other than to tell you that if you go to the Texas websites, uh, they say he will be enrolled at Texas by the end of the month. Um, and that was a story that came out less than 24 hours ago. Yep. And that he basically, yeah, he, he has not, yeah, he removed his posts and all that stuff, which is what people kind of looked at and thought, oh, maybe he's not going. Um, but he's, uh, apparently he's he's ready to roll and, and is going to be uh, enrolling for June classes. Um, so, And he removed those posts apparently some time ago, so I don't really think he's available the way that we had hoped he was. Um, He wants to be reunited with Steve Sarkeesian, which, of course, he worked with at Alabama.
0: Well, it begs the question, though, is when you're in a position to get a kid like that who has a lot of baggage, at least those are the whispers around his camp from you know recruiting days and, and his time at Tuscaloosa, are we in a position now to be able to take chances on players who might upset the apple cart in the locker room. Have you flipped the the, Is the the culture in a place that it can sustain itself even if you take a risk with a kid? Now, of course, you could argue, it doesn't matter. You need to take risks in order to keep your job. No, I think it matters greatly. But it's important because you work so hard to turn this thing around.
1: It's been exhausting. Part of the reason you're not maybe where you want to be is that you had to spend an inordinate amount of time removing the toxicity from the locker room that you didn't bring in, but nonetheless are tasked with fixing. And so to create a culture in which people don't want to just up and transfer, to create a culture in which each of those players in that locker room hold each other accountable, where there's a standard by which you work on a daily basis, to which you work on a daily basis, that all has to be established. And that takes up a lot of energy and a lot of time that could be utilized elsewhere in improving your football team, but it's nonetheless really necessary. So that's where he's between a rock and a hard place, and it has been in between a rock and a hard place. I've always understood the rather precarious position he finds, Mike and and staff find themselves in. You're tasked with winning. That's what you're paid handsomely to do, and the sooner the better, and the fan base will let you know that around every turn. But you can't get there until you do all this other stuff to undo the past, the end of Jimbo's time, Willie's time, all of that, and that takes up resources and energy
0: and time, and it's annoying. Lord knows, I'd be the last guy to excuse away Will Muschamp's failures, you know, because he makes a ton of money. But that was his complaint when he got fired from Gainesville. He's like, man, you told you me to clean up the mess. To do, you yeah. told me to clean up the mess. Now you're saying I'm not winning fast enough. Which is it? Yeah.
1: No, it's tough. It's tough. It's brutal. It's brutal. Now, again, I won't lose sleep because uh, if you had me to do that, no matter how hard it was, if you are paying me over $3 million a year, I'd shut up and do it. And he is doing that. Hour our number two forthcoming. Stick with <laughs>